And if you don't know whose music that is, well, it's the shocking return of Johnny Gargano on Monday Night Raw. You want to hear more about it? Listen to Top Rope Report here. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Recording started. Good evening. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, TalkShoe, and Facebook Live. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster, Greg. Greg, what's going on? Hello? Hello? Hey, you just broke up, so... And your light oh. is your light is so bright up there in the corner you can barely see you. Okay, hold on. Pass it out in the frame. Well, no, you don't have to do that. Just where your phone is positioned wasn't a good spot. That's all. But whatever. There we go. So, all right, so Monday Night Raw is in the books. <laughs> uh, Clash of the Cat, yeah, Clash and the Clash in the Castle. Okay, Clash at the Castle next Saturday. Um, what do you think of Monday Night Raw? Uh, is that it? You're coming to tell you what I thought of Monday Night Raw? We go through this every show, okay. every show. I'm not going to tell you what I thought about Monday Night Raw until we talk about Monday Night Raw. We go through this every week. You ask me the same question every week. Uh oh. There we go. I think we're having connectivity okay. problems because you froze up again. Well, here I am. And, uh. So, yeah, Clash of the Castle is going to, I think, is going to be an interesting show. But um, if you want to talk about Monday Night Raw, let's get right to it. Well, isn't that what we do on Wednesdays? We talk about Monday Night Raw. But, yes, it is. But before that, there is something much more important that we need to make note of. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. We haven't talked about it at all. Um. I, I, so I don't know if we have the same, the ESPN thing going on right now. Um, but one year ago, we lost, um, a better friend to Trid than he was to me, but a, a, a excellent friend to the show. Um, Big Jim Anderson, where we came up on the one year anniversary of his tragic passing. Um, I can't believe it's been a year already. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird to say, in a way, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it seems like it was, it, it seemed like it was longer ago, but then when I look back at it, it's like, yeah, it, it's it's only been a year, and it just, um, tons of posts on Facebook today about it, um, truly, truly a man that, uh, is still missed to this day. Absolutely. The indie wrestling world is uh, it's not the same without him. I know Trivia and the Top Rope Report uh, were better for having known him. And, well, I, think, uh, I don't think, I think the world is the a world, lesser yeah. place, not just indie wrestling. I think the world 
is a lesser place without him. Yep, and he was a big man in stature. He was a big man in heart. Yes. So, rest in peace, Big Jim Anderson. We miss you, my brother. Sorry, I don't know if you had plans to mention that or anything at all. Like I said, well, we, I we didn't have we didn't have our our pre-show conversation like we normally do, and I mean that was definitely something I knew I wanted to bring up, and I was going to bring it up in Nuggies news. But you know what? On, on that personal, there was nothing more. There's nothing bigger in in the wrestling world that needed to go. He needed to be discussed first. Exactly. Well, I wasn't too sure. Uh, if I was going to bring it up first, you were going to bring it up first, or I mean, I should have mentioned something earlier, but I didn't realize it was one year today. Yeah, no. Until today. Right, right. Either did I. To be honest with you. Like I said, it, yeah. it. When I think back, it was like really that was only, that was you know part of me is like that was only a year ago. Another part was no, it wasn't a year ago. Think that. It, right. It just devastating, you know. Yep. John Mazzanato's watching. Thanks for watching, John. Yeah, so uh, definitely, definitely a tremendous, tremendous loss to the wrestling world. Not just the indie wrestling world, the wrestling world in general. And um, but he he wasn't just a wrestler. That's why I say right. it, it. It was just it was a loss to the world. I yeah. mean, I well, didn't. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I had a couple of few and far between, but. You know, the couple conversations I had, nothing was ever about wrestling. It was about life. Right. You know, life yep. lost a great individual in Big Jim Anderson a year ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know he's looking down on us, so if you want somebody looking down on us, that's the guy you want. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, all righty. Okay. Uh, before also we get started, I just want to send out a happy birthday wish to one of our viewers, Jerry Gray. Jerry, happy birthday today, brother. Turns 55. May you have many more. So, okay. Now to Monday Night Raw. All right. Um... I think I started the last show we did, so you can start. Um, they they go to the opening, which I looked like it was new to me, um, and they show Rollins and Riddle brawling. Um, I don't know if there's much more than just mentioning it. That's how the show is opened. If you just want to incorporate that kind of into the first you know, segment into match, how you want to do it, I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, we can incorporate it into the first match. Okay, so we're going to talk about the first, this, the opening promo, and the first match all together? Sure. Oh, okay, go ahead. Rick Del Santo's watching. Rick, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, this, uh, this Seth Rollins um, riddle confrontation is going to be one to be watched at. It's going to be one to watch. Yeah, um, Clash of the Castle. I kind of expected the combustible element between those two once they saw each other. I'm expecting it again next week when they go face-to-face in the ring. But it just doesn't seem like security is enough to hold these guys back. And You know, you mentioned in one of our talks uh, a couple days ago, you know, maybe there'll be a stipulation in this match. I don't know. 
I mean, I think that might be the only way to get a clear-cut winner is to have a stipulation in this match. Uh, if I was going to, if I was going to give the segment a grade, well, you're doing. We're not. You're not doing it individually. You said we're doing it all, all together with everything. So, which right. doesn't make sense. But go ahead. And then the first match, the first no, opening the promo. No, the promo was part of the next part. Which was Bailey. No, it was Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Jesus That's right. Trish Stratus Christ, came dude. out talking about. Uh, eh, you know, I, I thought she was going to come out and say she was coming back. Um, in a way, I'm kind of glad she didn't say that. She's not very good on the mic anymore. She was. She used to be good back in the day when they really didn't give her very much to say. But I wasn't really too impressed with what she had to say or the promo itself. And then and that's when Bailey and um, Dakota Kai and Eos Sky came out, and, you know, taking a putting down. Trish Stratus, where she says, well, you know, I'm retired, but I can also unretire. Well, that was after Bianca Belair came out. Right. Bianca came out, and I thought I thought they were going to have a tag team match between them. <laughs> and then between, and between who? Well, I thought it was going to be um, before I saw Alexa Bliss and Oscar come out, I thought they were going to have a, a tag team match between... Bailey and one of the other two. But they were. But they already had a match scheduled for the tag team tournament. Why would they do them two matches? Oh, that's just what I thought. Oh well, you thought wrong. Yep. And then Bailey and uh, Oscar came. Not Bailey. Um, Alexa Bliss and Oscar came out, and Trish turned around and said, "Hmm, that was four on three. And uh, I just thought that. The whole opening segment with Rollins and the promo and Bailey and you know, like I said, one guy had said earlier on one of the on a busted open thing, you know, he said that they're giving us too much of Bailey. No, we need we we you never too much of Bailey. I love to see Bailey every week, and uh, uh, I gave the whole thing a C plus. Everything, including the match. Yeah, including the match. Okay, because you didn't. Boy, I, you didn't. Boy, I screwed up that. I screwed up that one. I should have did one. I should have did each one individually instead of taking it all together. Yeah, that pretty much is what I was talking. But you know. Yeah. So, what'd you think of the match part of it? Well, the match part of it was it was okay. I mean, the I I was hoping Alexa Bliss and Oscar would have won. But I didn't kind of figure, you know, and I knew they weren't gonna because I believe that they didn't bring up uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky to the main roster to have them look bad and lose. So now they go into the finals. Uh, who they're gonna face? Well, we don't know yet because they got that fatal, that second chance uh, four-way coming up. But um, I thought the match was was entertaining to watch. I'm gonna change my grade to a B. Oh, okay. All right. Change my Okay. Um. I, I mean, overall, great. I'll give it the end, but I think they made a huge mistake. Um, the way they opened the show. This was, in my opinion, this was probably, if it's 
Triple H's decision to open up the show with Riddle and Rollins fighting to try and get the crowd pumped up, okay. But then to have that happen, and then... I don't even... I mean, it was like golf claps. And hey, Patrice Stratus. Um, I think they should have done, done it differently. I mean, you easily could have had Trish Stratus come out. Get You could have done the whole confrontation, the whole promo aspect of it. And then, you know, go to a commercial break. And then when you come, you know, uh, you know advertising the next, uh, you know, the semifinal match between Dakota Kai, Io Sky, and Alexa and Asuka, and then come back from the commercial break to, you know, you know there's something going on back to whatever, and that's when you show Riddle and Rollins beating the crap out of each other. You use metal pipes, golf carts, car doors, whatever it is you need to do, show them beating on each other, and then you come back to do the match. I think they did a real, real, real big disjustice to Trish Stratus. Um, I don't think Trish is any worse on the mic than she was. I just think the women today are so much better on the mic that you realize that, oh, wow, shit, she's horrible. Um, she did have that one good line that you mentioned. You know, I can go, you know, she started taking off her dress to show off her boobs uh, or her jacket to show off her boobs. Um, I can easily go from unretired, you know, from retired to unretired, and that's when Bailey said, "Well, hey, look, there's three of us and two of you." That's when Aleska and Oscar came out. Um, the match was just okay. Um, it, it, I think it was evident that it was just a matter of unfamiliarity of being in the ring with each other. Um, there are moves that I, that Oscar normally does that that don't look horrible, but just didn't look that good with Dakota Kai. Um, there were the back fists from Oscar where there was one where Dakota Kai was supposed to duck and she didn't, so she got clocked in the side of the head. And then Oscar did it again. And that's when she ducked. I just think it was. I don't think it was a matter of bunch of botches. I just think it was a matter of you know not being used to. It's like that new pitcher coming up to pitch to a catcher. The catcher's never caught him before, so he doesn't know how screwy the screwball's going to be. You know? Um, so I'm going to give the whole thing, just because I didn't like the way that they set it up and did it. What happened? Mr. Trivia, where did you go? All right. All right. So for those of you on Facebook Live didn't get my score, it was a, I gave it a C. A C to almost a C-, minus because... I was just disappointed in the way they did the opening, and once again, the match was just okay. Okay. After that, they went to, I don't know what seemed to me, a random singles match of Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler. Um, You know, they had a little thing backstage where they were talking. Um, Finn Balor made a comment to Dolph Ziggler about, you know, kids or whatever, the younger wrestlers, when Dolph Ziggler's only one year older than Finn Balor. I mean, 
Yeah, right. you know, yeah, Finn Balor was on the, you know, the, you know, playing with the little kids for a while down at NXT, but age-wise, there's only one year difference. Um, I wasn't really sure when they showed the setup. I wasn't really sure what we were gonna get, but we got a really good match. Um, oh yeah, definitely, definitely picked up the pace of Monday Night Raw with this match after the kind of disappointing women's tag match and opening segment, in my opinion. Um, this was about 45 minutes into the show, and this was a nice, good 20-minute long match, um, which the last couple of Monday Night Raws they've been doing. They've been doing a little bit longer than matches, which is good because you know what that means? That means less backstage mumbo-jumbo stupid shit. Um... Once again, you know, as expected, um, Rhea Ripley got involved a little bit. Um, I, I, I mean, I really like this match. I actually gave it an A minus. Okay. Yes, I definitely agree. This match was really good. You know, like you said, Monday Night Raw, they started off kind of coasting, and then this match put it into gear, and you know, took right off. I definitely enjoyed the match. I think it was one of the best ones on the show. Ziggler and Balor, that was an unusual pairing to see the two of them together because they really didn't have anything, you know, going against each other, you know, like um, like Balor and the Mysterios do. They did put the two together, and it was a great match. It was a good pairing, putting the two together. I definitely agree with the grade of an A-, minus. definitely. Okay. After that, Chad Gable and Otis came down. Um, they announced that they were having auditions for new students in the Alpha Academy and issued an open challenge to anyone that might want to fight. And who answered the challenge? No, None other than Kevin Owens. Triv, what would you think? I, I think it was great that Kevin Owens answered the challenge. Uh, looks like Triple H has bought back the NXT Kevin Owens. I like this. Uh, I like his persona. It was a, a good match. I mean, you know, Chad Gable can give anybody a good match. He's a great technical wrestler. Um, he's not, you know, as strong as Owens or as strong as Kevin uh, Owens is. But his, he makes up for it. Technical-wise. Oh, I beg to differ. I think he's as strong as Kevin Owens. The man's jacked. Oh. Okay. And, uh... But I thought I thought it was a good match. Um... It's just that, you know, I mean... it's one, Once again, it's another first time. We've never seen Kevin Owens against Chad Gable. Which was interesting. Well, maybe we might have seen him in a tag team. I don't know. But we've never seen him one-on-one in a singles match. I gave the match a B plus. Okay. Um, I, I really liked the match. I didn't actually despise the opening segment either. Um, with Chad Gable and Otis in the ring. I, I, I still just... I, I get nervous that at one point in time they're going to give Otis the microphone and let him talk. But I'm glad that it's Chad Gable. He's very good on the mic. Um... You know, opening up this open challenge, and then once he started to go, and and he said, you know, if there's anybody that wants to fight, well, kind of knew that that it was going to be Kevin Owens, um, and the crowd, 
for this being, you know, from um, Toronto, right? This one was Toronto. Um, They didn't come across as, you know, early in the show as loud as they did at any time in SmackDown. Okay, yeah, it was a loud cheer, but his cheer wasn't anything like Sami Zayn. At one point in the match, they started cheering, we want Sammy, um, which just shows me that Triple H has really, really got to continue a, a face push with Sami Zayn. Um, but back to the match. I thought this was an excellent match. Um, Kevin Owens, I mean, once again, for a big man, the things that he does in the ring, he's just not supposed to be able to do. You're just not. Um, I really like this match. It was entertaining. Um, I think this now could possibly officially turn Kevin Ann's baby face. And obviously doing it in his hometown is a great spot to do it because the crowd, you know, sucked it up and, you know, turned it in. Um, other thing that I liked was there was no mention, really, of what he did to Ezekiel slash Elias at all. Um, So I I actually gave this match also an A-. minus. Okay. There was then a little backstage thing um, where Sarah Schreiber was talking to Aaliyah, which I did not know until I looked it up, that Aaliyah is billed being from, from Toronto. Um, she's also Canadian. Once again, I did not know that. Um, I, I, she just looks too tan to be from up north. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but I, I guess that's what, you know, living in Tampa and training. Um, also did not know that she's actually been with the WWE for nine years. Wow. You know, people think she, she's a lot younger than she is. She's 27. You know, she's been in WWE development and actually actively competing for seven. So that's going to tell you how long she's been around. Um, Bailey and uh, EO EO and Dakota came and kind of, quote-unquote, took over the interview. Um, Trish Stratus then re-intervened and set up a match between Aaliyah and Bailey. Um, if, If... the ring attire that Bailey had on is the ring attire that she's gonna wear. Eh, I, I don't know, um, but it was actually a little bit better of a match than I thought it was gonna be. Um, immediately, I was thinking, "Oh, this is this is gonna be a D." Um, it wasn't a D. It wasn't a B. It was a C. Okay. Same. Obviously, she's the same. 
on the mic disposition-wise and, you know, breaking Michael Cole's balls and everything, which I think is pretty funny. But, um, yeah, but I definitely agree with that, with everything you said and the great. Yeah, I, I think they, they mentioned on the show that June 24th of last year when she was training for her, what was it, SummerSlam match against Bianca is when she hurt her knee. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, it's been, you know, 13 months. Yep. After that, we then went to a tag team of Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles versus The Miz and Ciampa. You're up. Once, once again, I mean, the second time these guys have teamed up. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a good pairing. <coughs> Miz and Ciampa. You know, they, they make a, a good tag team as well as Lashley and um, Styles. I I kind of enjoyed this match. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a match where I'm going to, you know, turn away and watch something else. No, I watched the entire match. I thought it was a, a competitive match, an entertaining match. Um I see maybe something else coming down the road between these four guys again no. in a tag team. No. So I, I'll, I'll give it a, a B minus. So that's all you're that's all you're gonna mention about the match. Okay, my turn. Um, okay. It was you know it was a competitive match. Um, I mean it wasn't your typical match where you know the heels work on a face for you know. 65% of the match, and then the, the long stretch, oh, pull them back, long stretch, oh, finally the hot tag. Yeah, there was a little hot, there was a hot tag here, hot tag there. Um, but the more interesting parts is AJ Styles gets, you know, he's outside the ring, and he's over in the corner of the barricade, and all of a sudden some hooded person in a jacket and a black hood reached over, um, and, and, you know, attempted to grab AJ Styles. Um, there's all kinds of, who was that? Who was that? I, I mean, people said it looked like it was, um, Alberto Del Rio's former ring announcer, what was Ricardo Rodriguez, um, but it was a local independent wrestler, um, that has nothing to do with WWE, he was just a quote-unquote distraction for what was going to happen a couple minutes later where The Miz was over in the other side on the barricade and a gentleman stood up, had a helmet on, and, oh, oh, yeah, you forgot. How the hell do you forget that? Dexter Loomis grabbed The Miz, dragged him over the barrier, and took him downstairs. Um... All along, I know I've said this to you, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show, people were wondering why he was doing this to AJ Styles. Well, every time Dexter Loomis showed up, The Miz was also in the ring. So, well, you know, I, I think that's where, you know, it's going. Um, on a side note, last night at NXT, he showed up on NXT and quote-unquote reunited with Indy Hartwell. Um, gave her another letter and says, you know, I love you and I'll see you again soon. Something like that. But that's, like I said, an aside note. 
Um, so just for the match itself, I'm going to give it a B-. minus. When you add in the extracurricular activity, I'm going to keep it at a B-. minus. All right. We then went to a commercial break. And upon re-emerging from the commercial break, um, a lot of times when they go to commercial breaks, they come back from commercial breaks, it, you know, they go right to the commentator's desk. Um, or if there's already, you know, a lot of times they, you know, have somebody come out and somebody's just standing in a ring during a commercial break. But there was none of that. And then the music hit. And the name came across the screen, the you know, the Tetron, Johnny Gargano. The, that, it, at this point of the show, hands down, that was the loudest explosion from the audience. Um, Johnny Gargano's return to WWE. He, I, I mean, he, I mean, he walked down, took his time getting in, you know, smacked the stairs, looked at the camera and said, I missed you guys. Got in, really gave, like, I'm in a really heartfelt, you know, I was out for nine months, you know, six months with my baby boy, um, which they then started calling Baby Wrestler, um, as their baby wrestling when they were cheering Johnny Wrestling. And then, of course, Theory comes out with his with his briefcase. And, you know, you're kind of like, oh, that's right. You know, you didn't, I didn't, really didn't think about it immediately. But, you know, they, they were part of, they were one half of the way. And yep. so Theory comes down, they started to reminisce a little bit. You know, Johnny Gargano talked talk about all the things he wants to accomplish. And Theory's like, you know, when I cash this in, I, I will have accomplished already, accomplished everything that you wanted to accomplish. And um, so they wanted to do their signature high five. And as Theory was setting up for the high five, he got one, but it was the foot to his face of a super kick from Johnny Gargano, which right. caused the crowd to explode. Um, I loved everything about it. When he left NXT, he left in the ring. He was I don't he's like I don't I don't know what what I'm gonna do. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um and we now know what's happened. He's back in WWE. I gave it an A. Alrighty. I uh, I didn't recognize the music at first. I didn't realize who it was until the name came on right. the screen. Right. And it was, and I just sat there like, oh my God, it's Johnny Gargano. And then I said to myself, I said, so where's he been? And then I realized they had Candice LeRae had the baby, and uh, he was taking time off. Nice to see him back. Um, I would like to see, after the promo he did in the ring and after the conversation he had with Austin Theory, I would like to see him versus Austin Theory for the briefcase. No, I don't want that. I don't, no, I don't want that. And, uh, it was, it was great seeing him, uh, looking forward to, you know, seeing him in the ring. Will he bring some, will, you know, they start making something up with him and Ciampa also? Because him and Ciampa had some great wars and great matches in NXT. And they were a great tag team in NXT as well. Yes, they were. DIY, I mean, yes. If you're, if you're looking to put together another contending tag team for the Usos, which yep. WWE start, seems to start to be lacking now, 
I mean, that's always something that, that could possibly be in the back burner. Right. I definitely gave it an A as well. Okay. After that, we went to the main event of the evening. It was Damian Priest taking on Edge. Um, ironically, at the opening of the match, Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor did not go to the ring with Damian Priest. Um, so it made it a fair fight. Right? What'd you yep. think? I thought the match was was good. Um, when they showed Beth Phoenix, I kind of figured she was going to get involved somehow. Uh, like you had said before, you know, I mean, I don't know what took so long, but I guess she was waiting for Rhea Ripley to start something first. Um, do I see a mixed tag team coming out of this? I think so. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match. Edge looked, he looked good at times. You know, he didn't look slow, but he, he took, he took more than beating than I thought he would. And he, he came back, nice spear, one, two, three, and match was over. And, you know, then Matt Phoenix came in and held everybody off with the chair. So I think uh, Rhea Ripley needs to, uh, you know, check herself at the door before she gets in a ring with Beth Phoenix. So, but overall, I gave it a, I gave it a B plus. All right. Well, unfortunately, we are now off of talk show because my uh, apparently my laptop's not plugged in. It the charger's in, but the laptop's not. So totally drained down. So we're no longer on TalkShoe, but we're still here on Facebook Live and on Spotify and Anchor and all those neat things. Um, I'm sorry. Well, did you give it a grade? I gave it a grade of a B plus. Okay. All right. Um, I thought the match was very good. I I mean I, I you see every time every day every well it's just every day obviously but every time he's on TV. Damian Priest is is really, I mean, I'm going to compare him to what Baron Corbin was a few years ago. Um, the man can do anything. I mean, he's excellent with the mic. He's devastating in the ring. He's a better wrestler than than you would think for somebody that's such a big guy. Um, the Canadian, what I I don't think I've ever seen Edge deliver a Canadian destroyer in my life. Um, but to do that to game, it's not Rey Mysterio, it's not some little guy, um, it's Damian Priest that he was able to do that to. I thought the match was excellent. The fact that Beth Phoenix and Finn Balor were not there, um, okay, you know, had the quote-unquote accidental bump into the referee, <laughs> and the funniest part about that is when he went tumbling out of the ring, his shoe got caught in the rope, and the rope and the shoe came flying. And was just sitting in the middle of the ring, while he's laying on the outside. Excuse me, you know, Damian Priest had got the chairs, and you know, tried the concerto to no success. And so you got that part of it, and then obviously Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley came down, um, and once again Rhea Ripley hit. A male wrestler. I'm waiting 
to see if WWE does do a, a somewhere where a guy hits her and what type of if they do do that do they really really catch flack for it cuz a man hit a woman i don't know um but i i would much much rather see two singles matches of edge versus finn balor and Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix, to be honest with you. I don't want to see a mixed tag match. I don't want to see an eight-minute mixed tag match where they're each in for four or five minutes. I want to see two 10 to 12-minute matches. Um, I thought this was... I honestly thought this was the best, best match of the night. I actually gave this a straight-up A. Okay. Um, so overall, I, I once again, you're seeing, in my opinion, the difference between Triple H's WWE and Vince McMahon's WWE creative-wise. Um, it's, it's it's every week. What who who's gonna show up now? I mean, you know, if you actually if you. Well, we'll get to that afterwards. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I gave this a solid, uh, we'll say a low B+. Plus. I definitely agree. B plus is great for me. Uh, yes, like you said, you can definitely tell the difference between Triple H's creative and Vince McMahon's creative. I don't think we would have seen any of these type matches. Um, if Vince was still in charge, we probably would have had... Uh, AJ Styles versus The Miz for eleventh for the eleventh time. Oh no, no, we would have had a Trish Stratus um, versus somebody in a broad panties lingerie pillow fight. Oh okay, but yeah, I think uh, I definitely agree with the grade of a B plus, and I think uh, Triple H is doing a tremendous job. I'm looking forward to seeing under his regime how the draft is going to go whenever they have the draft. So. B plus is my is my grade for Monday Night Raw. Okay. So, all right, everyone. Now we've got Monday Night Raw uh, talked about and in the books, and now it's my favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else's as well. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, right. take it away. Well, we will lead off with a little piece of Nuggies News because you kind of just graciously threw me a softball. Um... Potential backstage update on the WWE draft. It was originally assumed that the draft was going to be just after Clash at the Castle, as the Monday Night Raws and SmackDown just after Clash at the Castle were advertising cross-brand stars. There were a bunch of SmackDown stars slated to be at Monday Night Raw, and vice versa. Monday Night Raw stars... Um, being at SmackDown. Well, it is said to... It is now not being promoted that way at all. Um, the quote-unquote dark main events that they have, there's Raw versus Raw, SmackDown versus SmackDown. And it is now believed that there will not be a draft until after WrestleMania 39. Um, wow. Reason being, 
in some quote-unquote experts' opinions, the reason... Well, let me ask you a, a question really quick. What's what's best about the draft? Uh, guys going to different shows, different feuds. You know, getting a chance to see, you know, different people on different shows, different nights of the week against different competitors. Exactly. It rejuvenates your excitement in the brand. Well, with, the, with Triple H and WWE... Re- having all these different wrestlers returning, others coming back from injury, some soon to be coming back from honeymoon leave, they feel that the excitement's being generated enough on its own as they don't need to do a whole big roster shakeup. Um, like I said, that doesn't mean that there may not be, you know, a guy, a person or two, a wrestler or two, you know, going from one branch to the next to the other, but an all-out draft probably won't happen until after Wrestlemania. Okay. Um, we were just talking... When did I get a phone call? Oh, okay. Um, sorry about that, folks. Um, we were just talking about Johnny Gargano and his return. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hate where this fucking sun is. It's like right in I don't think you can see how bright the side of my face is. Um, well, we're talking about Johnny Gargano, and it is said that it was definitely a very, very well-kept secret. Um, there was nothing in the show rundown that's handed out to wrestlers beforehand that he was going to be returning. Um, there was, wasn't even, you know, a quote-unquote mystery segment. There was, there was nothing. Um... A lot of backstage personnel had no idea that he was, you know, going to be there until about ten minutes or so beforehand, as he was then seen walking around backstage. Um, so you know, once again, pulling something off like that is, and without people knowing, is is really impressive. Um, after Monday Night went off the air, Edge um, got in the microphone and addressed the crowd in the ring. Um, I'm going to read what he said. He cut a promo, and where is it what he said? Um, he said, I can't wait to hopefully come back. Um, one last time here in Toronto. I've been looking at the calendar. We usually come here in August. So next August, I plan on seeing each and every one of you. And in a perfect world, we all say goodbye to each other that night. Um, once again, experts or and a lot of people that, that were there kind of look at that and take it as... Is Edge really saying that, you know, next year, is, is that's it? He's going to, quote-unquote, retire again? I mean, he's in his, you know, early to mid-40s. I mean, he's got kids. He's got a wife. I mean, how much longer is he going to do this? Or is it going to be a, quote-unquote, full-time retirement with the occasional, you know, return? I don't remember how long his contract was. 
Um, but I think it was only like three years, and I want to say it was a couple years ago that he re-signed. So, could we be in our last quote-unquote 12-month stretch of seeing Edge? Only time will tell. Yep. Uh, come on, come on. Um... Eh, nah, we won't go to that one. Let me go to this other page real quick. I don't know something. Oh, hold on. I know where it is. There's something I wanted to bring up. Uh... Sorry, folks. Modern technology works very slow sometimes. Oh, it was about Big E. Um... Big E was, had a uh, long interview with Ryan Satin, um, who's a very, very well-renowned, I don't remember the name of the podcast that he does, um, and Big E was, was talking about how, you know what, two weeks after the injury, he was back in the gym working out. He's fully healthy, um, I mean, he's cleared for basic athletic um, competition, Still no, still not known as to whether or not he's going to ever return to the wrestling ring. But one thing he said he is definitely interested in doing, um, and I think the man has the, the right personality and the right sound to do it, are voiceovers um, and commercials. I mean, you know, you see these Toyota commercials or these, these car commercials and hear John Cena's voice. Um... I think Edge could, uh, Edge, sorry, I think Big E could definitely do something like that. But as of now, he doesn't know if he's ever going to return to in-ring competition. Um, I mean, granted, I'm, I'm thankful for him every day that, that he's fine. He's able to walk upright and he's not right. paralyzed. But the day that he ever actually officially comes out and says... You know, I'm never going to be in a wrestling ring again. Will be a sad day. Um, yes, absolutely. And that's what I've got for Nuggies news today. All right. Anything uh, with the my, indies? Well, the what I have for the indies is basically what I had on Sunday. Well, mm-hmm. I'll go over it again. Um, we have September second. The King of Paradise Tournament from Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, which is Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling's Alley Fight. Qualifying matches start September 2nd at 662 Co. Avenue. Yeah, that's, East next, Haven, that's next Friday. Yep, East yeah. Haven, Connecticut. Bell time is 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Um, then we have September 10th at the NEW Arena, 40 Peck Road in Bethany, Connecticut. The... The NEW live title challenger cha- challenger Channing trying to read it with the right, versus Casey Navarro and Alec Price versus RJ Rude. RJ Rude is a tremendous talent. He was part of that tag team called Insanely Rude until um uh until his partner retired, or resigned rather, yeah, retired rather. Um, then we have Fight for Your, we have Fight for Your Dreams 5, which is Saturday, September 17th. 
6.30 p.m. at the Elks Lodge on 17 Spring Street in Northampton, Massachusetts. Tickets are $20 on, tickets are $20, $30 online. General admission is $15. Children under 13 are $10 online. And also, September 25th, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling presents Wild Wrestling 2 at the Cadillac Ranch, 45 Jude Lane in Southington, Connecticut. The bell time is at 2 p.m. Tickets are $20, and they're highlighting a 15-woman battle royal. Now, I'm not too sure who the women's champion is, but I think about, I want to find out if the women, if the woman who wins the battle royal gets the title match. I don't know if there is a woman's champion. I've, I mean, I've been on their website, and I don't... I don't ever see anything as far as their champions. I don't think I've ever seen a woman's. Was I mean personally? I've never seen a woman wrestle in PAPW. Okay, I know there is a woman involved with the uh, Battle Academy, but I haven't seen her in the ring yet. So I'm sure she'll be part of the Battle Royal. But that's some of the indie news that's going on for the month of September. Okay. Yeah, Clash of the Castle. Yep. Yep, which is going to be. It's going to be uh, uh, interesting for me to watch. There's a couple of matches I'm definitely looking forward to. Surprisingly, I didn't think I was getting, uh, I didn't think I'd get all excited about this match, but I think as time goes by, one of the matches I'm really looking forward to is Gunther versus Sheamus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm really looking forward to seeing that match. Yeah, right now, I mean, of the five matches they had, the only one that, I mean... I'm not looking forward to it, but I mean, I'm not going to say like, oh, this is going to be a horrible match, because I'm interested in seeing what happens is Liv Morgan and uh, Shayna. Right. Every other, the other four matches right now that they have on the card, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see. Yep. So, I mean, definitely looking forward to uh, the other matches. Liv and Shayna... I don't know. Is that going to be my bathroom match? I'm not sure. Could it be one of those matches where, boom, quick like that, it's over? We, we don't know. I don't uh, think so. Uh, the more I, I think about it, I really think... <sighs> I want to take it in the idea that they're going to have Liv Morgan win to just help build her up as a champion. Um, give her more of, okay, you know, not only did I beat Ronda, but I beat Shayna, you know, um, but, I mean, once again, we're, you know, nine, ten days away from our prediction show, and, I mean, I've changed predictions mid-prediction. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you see... WWE keeping the title on Liz until Charlotte comes back, or if they have ba Bailey in the ring with her, or no, Bailey's on Raw. Bailey's not Bailey's on, on SmackDown. Bailey's on Raw with Io Sky and Dakota Kai, which kind of sucks because she can't um, banter with Michael Cole like she does. Um, so that that's disappointing to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see them showing up this Friday. 
because Dakota Kai and Io Sky are in the finals, and they have that second chance fatal four-way tag match because for the second straight week, um, somebody in that match that won got injured. Gigi Dolan got hurt. Um, and it has been confirmed that Zoe Stark did actually do something to her knee. Um, nothing severe, but just something that's going to put her on the shelf for a few weeks. Um, but even before that, which is really, really dumb planning to me, unless they just didn't know, um, Makita Lyons couldn't go into Canada because she's not vaccinated. Um, and come to find out that the reason why the Usos couldn't go into Canada, um, well, one of them could, what is it, is it Jimmy or is it Jay that's got all the DUIs? Jimmy, right? Yeah, because of his criminal past, he couldn't get permission to go into Canada. Okay. So, that, that that's kind of, you know, it's surprising to me that why would you have Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark if you knew she wasn't vaccinated, wasn't going to go into Canada, why did they, why did they, you know, why were they even in the tournament? Right. Um, right. Yeah, the thing about that, that last chance tournament you've got natalia and sonia deville yep you've got um um let's see folks Shotzi and Zaylee. yep you've got oscar and alexa bliss nope okay that's the one i thought i was gonna ask you do you think they're gonna be in it no, it's the four losers from the first round. Oh, that's right. So, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. And, um, and then, uh... Oh, Christ, two was the other losers. Um, oh, my God, my minus went blank. The ones that lost to, uh... Dakota Kai and Neo Sky. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Tamina and Dana Brooke. Tamina and Dana Brooke. Okay. And I'm going to have to go with uh, Natalia and Sonya Deville getting the win. Yeah, because I think if it's, quote-unquote, the SmackDown half of the bracket, I think you have to have a SmackDown team win. Lucky for SmackDown, the two losing teams were, were heels. Right. But are you going to have a rematch of Raquel and Aaliyah versus Shotzi and Zia Lee? Eh. So I, I also agree that it's going to be um, Sonya Deville and Natalia. Yep. And obviously I'm, I'm picking Dakota Kai and Eos Sky to you know, win the whole thing have them become women's tag champions. Who they're going to beat in the finals? Well, I, I have no idea. That's still up in the air. Um, well, if you look at the way the bracket goes, it's going to be Raquel and Aaliyah. So, we'll have to see. Uh, now, those are the same belts they had before, right? I don't, I, I, they, I, they, I don't know. They, they look new and but I never really paid much attention to the front to see if they were redesigned. Right. Um, 
but they definitely look shinier than they used to be. I don't, I don't know if the strap was, was white like it is now, or maybe it was a darker strap. I don't know, but there's definitely something different about them. Right. Definitely. So... Oh, yeah, so I knew there was something that, I wanted to do in Nuggies News. Son of a... Anyways. Uh, well, no, we'll just talk about it now. Um, yeah. Because if you, if you look at the Monday Night Raw roster with what's been added, this Monday Night Raw... Monday Night... I mean, the Raw roster is just stacked. I mean, it's it's stacked. When are they going to start doing things for... SmackDown. Um, now, I mean, I, I, there's other couple names out there that that have been, you know, kind of, you know, a revolving door of are they coming back? Bray Wyatt is one. Um, speculation with Candice LeRae maybe coming back due to the fact that haha, I said due to um, due to the fact that her husband is there. Uh, I don't know. Um, once again, Tegan Knox's name has been bouncing around. But there's two other names that I saw that have expressed, obviously, well, obviously Sasha Naomi, um, that have expressed interest and have reached out to WWE. Not that WWE has reached out to them. And so on a scale of 1 to 10... How excited would you be if these two wrestlers came back to WWE? Okay? Yeah. First one, Eva Marie. Five. Wow. Really? I'd give it a negative seven. I mean, there is no reason why... Okay, what would excite you about... Eva Marie coming back to WWE. Nah, she's good eye candy. It's good but, to look at. But that's not what WWE is anymore. Right. Yeah, they you're right. You know, just think what, uh, think of, you know, uh, what would you, I mean, what would you vision her doing? I'll change my score to a one. You're right. Okay. And the other, which kind of makes you a little nervous, Nia Jax. Yeah, I'd probably give her a two. Um, I'd be quote unquote slightly more excited if she made a return than Eva Marie. Um, But I don't. I mean, once again, with Charlotte, you know, just ready to come back whenever. Um, Becky Lynch is going to be out too long. The addition, you know, the reemergence of Bailey with Eo Sky and Dakota Kai. I don't see why they need Nia Jax. Definitely don't need Eva Marie. Not at all. Right. I mean, it's not like you could even, not like she was even a great, great, like they officially, originally thought she'd be a great mouthpiece, like a female Paul Heyman, and she wasn't. Right. She wasn't even good representing Dewdrop. Um, yeah. But I don't, I, just, I don't know why they would want to bring back or why, you know, or what they would do with Nia Jax. Right. I, I saw something on one of the websites that WWE had a list of a couple of wrestlers that came back. And the 
picture off to the side of Stone Cold Steve Austin looking at his watch going, and I'm waiting for Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty funny. Well, there um, was a, a cryptic tweet that he had sent out that there was, you know, a bunch, you know, long three sets of paragraphs that when you look at the paragraphs and you actually take the thing and turn it sideways, the paragraphs look like a W, the second paragraph W, and the third paragraph E. Um, and we all know the creative genius that Bray White is. Um, so once again, that's just helping fuel speculation that he's going to come back. Um, yep. Now, do you think, regardless of what he comes back as, what character he comes back as, it's still going to be, holy shit, with the people, Bray Wyatt's back? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can bring back The Fiend without bringing back Bray Wyatt. I yep. think you can bring back Bray Wyatt and not necessarily The Fiend, you know, right away. I mean, you yep. don't even really need The Fiend if you really thought about it. I mean, he had a great feud um, with the Wyatt family and a great singles feud with Daniel Bryan. That had nothing to do with The Fiend. So, um... Did you notice uh, Monday during the women's tag team match that uh, Alexa Bliss didn't have Lily again? Uh, yes and no. I didn't look for it, but... I, uh, I noticed it when she came out also in the beginning during the Trish Stratus promo. I noticed it then, too. She came out and she was walking, you know, swinging her arms a little bit. And it's like, oh, she doesn't have Lily with her. Right. So. I know, I, I did notice um, during Bailey's match with Aaliyah, which was on Monday, which was the 22nd. Um, yep. which was seven years ago on that day, NXT Brooklyn, which today, I mean, to this day, one of the best women matches ever, Bailey versus Sasha, um, once yep. again, NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Um, she did Sasha's signature double knees to Aaliyah in the corner. So, I mean, I, that, I did notice that. But I'm going to be honest, they didn't really have many backstage segments, but when they did, I, I didn't pay attention to what was going on in the foreground. I was looking in the background to see if there was a hand, a face, a puppet, right. anything, and then, you know, nothing. I didn't even see anything posted from Twitter. Yep. So, it's going to be interesting if Bray Wyatt's going to come back, where he's going to come back. Will it be during a premium live event? Will it be during a Raw or a SmackDown? Well, one, one, one of the people that I follow on TikTok, um, guys got a very, very interesting mind thought on matches. Um, kind of has those, quote-unquote, as we would call, way out, not even in left field, but way out in the parking lot, backwater, parking garage at an event. Surprise. Um, he thinks that um, Drew McIntyre is going to beat Roman. Roman's going to take a little bit more time off, probably possibly not even see him again until Royal Rumble. And Bray Wyatt comes back and confronts Drew McIntyre 
kind of, but then I'm like, but then, and I'm like, okay, all right, I kind of understand that, but what did you bring back Karrion Cross for then? Right. Exactly. Because I would rather, to be honest with you, as good as Bray Wyatt is, I would rather see Drew McIntyre Karrion Cross than Drew McIntyre Bray Wyatt. Well, I'd personally rather see Bray Wyatt as a face go against um, Karrion Cross. I think that would be incredible. <laughs> yep. So we'll have to see what uh, Vince is. Well, yeah, what Vince, what Triple Vince. H is going to do. Slap yourself. <laughs> um, getting well. We were talking about the women before, and I was going to bring this up to you. And it went out of my head, popped back in again. Mm. Has there been any Lacey Evans sighting? No. No. Nope. I mean, I'm trying to figure out, you know. Why they brought her back? They're not doing anything with her. Well, I they think they did. They, they did this whole, you know, emotional. You know, I was in a, from an abusive family. My father left me when we were young. My stepfather was was whatever he was. You know, growing up in a trailer park, not knowing where my next meal was going to be. Joined the service just to just to get out of my house. Um, you know, I became military police, kicking ass, taking names. Um, then I had my own family and blah, blah, blah. And they did this whole heartbroken story and, and really tried to, you know, delve into that, that personal side from her. And then she comes back and she gets booed. Right. I mean, what, what, when do you see something that they're trying to portray as a quote unquote, an American hero? Get booed. So I, I, and then she had those those few instances with Aaliyah, you know, where she played up the heel and then she missed a match because she was quote unquote not medically cleared, um, and we haven't seen or heard hide nor hair from her at all. Right. So. I mean, is probably is it going to be one of those surprise return type things at a show? We don't know. No, how um, excited would you be about that? Not at all. Exactly. That's the problem. Not at all. I mean, if, if it was Charlotte, I'd mark out definitely, but not uh, not Lacey Evans. And you know, if she left tomorrow and didn't come back, it wouldn't bother me one bit. Well, I, I don't know. Care. I think she's. I mean, I think she's a. a a better of a talent than somebody just to toss it aside like a piece of trash. Um, but I just think they need to, or she or they, creative or her or herself, need to figure out who Lacey Evans is. Right. And I mean, as stupid going? as it was, the Southern Belle character that she played was good because people hated it. Um, and I think people just didn't, you know buy this whole new quote-unquote new Lacey Evans at all. Exactly. So, well, we'll have to see what WWE is going to do. SmackDown is Friday night. I'm kind of looking forward to that second chance tag team to see who's going to go against Raquel and um, Aaliyah. uh, Who? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Right, so, anything else, Blake? Um, 
I was just checking real quick. Alrighty. But... No, nothing new here. You probably don't know this, just like I don't know this, but oh, how soon do you think it'll be before we see Karrion Krog compete? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. And, and are we expecting to see him at Clash of the Castle? No. No, no I don't think so either. Um, I just pulled up an article, and I don't know if you can read it. Um... No, I can't read backwards. <laughs> oh, that's true. Sorry. It says, reason for Lacey Evans' WWE absence. I kid you not. <laughs> um, a new report from Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp revealed Evans is still medically sidelined um, due to an undetermined um, injury. So, I don't know. Maybe she had one of her... Boobs pop like Charlotte did, and she, you know, I mean, I don't know. Possibly so apparently, she's still medically sidelined. Yep. So, well, we'll have to see, and, uh, you know, not to say anxiously await her return, but, you know, see if and when she's coming back. So, all right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Um, once again, another good show. Once again, another great uh, Nuggies News report. So, on behalf of the Dungster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Sunday. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Top Rope Report. We'll talk to you again on Sunday.